So today's reading is taken from John chapter 14, verses 1 to 6. That's John chapter 14, verses 1 to 6. And it can be found in your pew Bibles on page 1082. 1082. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Thanks be to God. Quick prayer as we look at that together. Lord, we ask for the help of your Holy Spirit, Lord, to open these words to us and to minister these words to us this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. Um, events like this week can make us feel, oh gosh, a whole load of things all at once, can't they? Uh, or in sequence, there's, it'll take time for any of us to process what's gone on, and, yeah, whether we're new people in the tower or not. Um, for some it's numbness, uh, not quite being able to believe it, still a sort of shock reaction of, whoa, has that really happened? Uh, for some it's just horror at the awfulness of what happened and just trying to take it in, the devastation, the suffering for others, and this is emerging and it was there actually quite early, the anger the anger that people weren't listened to uh, that it could have been avoided that people were ignored the grief so many lost and we haven't had the final number or anything like it yet, have we? Um, in John chapter 11, a few chapters before what we're reading, um, Jesus is uh, brought to the graveside of uh, his friend Lazarus. He's there with Lazarus' uh, sisters, Mary and Martha. And as Jesus arrives, he's just stopped in his tracks. And John, the Gospel writer, remembering that moment writes the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. And you may have been already doing it, but we'll certainly need to do it in the weeks to come. We'll need to weep with those who weep. And as we do that, we'll be ambassadors for the Lord Jesus, representing him, because that's what he did. It's our series. We're thinking about being ambassadors. How do we represent Christ in our ordinary, everyday lives? At some point, though, there'll come a time for words. Uh, Words not only about what's happened and what needs to be done, but words of 
giving a reason for the hope that we have. Words of sharing what we know of Jesus and of his resurrection, the new life that we have in him, the love that we know in him, the salvation. There will be a time to speak of those for deeper conversations. And so that's going to be our focus this morning is remembering the wonderful news. Remembering in a week where 120 homes were destroyed, I felt drawn to this part of John's Gospel. Where Jesus talks, well, he talks about a, a much better home, doesn't he? He talks about the guarantee of a place there. And he talks about himself as the saviour who is the way. So we're going to dwell on that together in our, in our study. So first, the better home. You see what that is, don't you? It's, uh, Jesus describes it as his father's house. Uh, what Jesus, he's about to die here. He knows it. He's told his disciples. And uh, you see it, don't you, in verse 1? Their hearts are troubled. They're confused. They, 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 don't, they desperately don't want to lose him. Jesus says, don't worry. I'm going home to my father's house. And when I get there, I'm going to prepare a place for you too. So you can come and be at home with God too. It's just a wonderful picture uh, of uh, God the Father with the most massive mansion you can imagine. Um, Buckingham Palace or another uh, grand house, just but a mahusively larger one with room for millions of people. This magnificent home, I don't know whether you've ever thought of heaven like that, it's one of the pictures that um, uh, Jesus uses. Plenty of rooms for everyone who puts their faith in him. And, and everyone in the world is invited, is, is, is drawn by God, if only they'll respond to this massive party. And you get there and you're given the clothes to wear, it's amazing, and there's a room with your name on it. And, and it's yours. And, and you're welcome. And it's home. And you're part of it. And they're down the corridor. Oh, that's, I know that person. And, oh, I've not met you before. And it's a massive celebration. It's a beautiful place. It's a place of belonging. We're all part of this family together. That's God's house. That's this picture. Uh, the last few days we've seen people just respond and there's been free food provided on the streets uh, night after night. We've seen the very best in people coming to the surface of people who have come together. But actually, there's much more to come. Much more to come. Jesus, as he, as he points forward beyond this life to the next, there's, there will be a perfection of all that's good in the human race. A fulfilment of our potential. It will be so glorious, God's place, God's house, that home. Because we will fully reflect the image of God in our lives at last. We'll all be the people we have the potential to be. And the Bible uses pictures of a fabulous feast with so much, a superabundance of, of food provided. It uses other pictures like um, it'll, be, um, it'll be a beautiful bride coming for her wedding day. 
that will be the reunion with Jesus at the end. It, it'll, be, um, it'll be a dazzling city, the city of God, where we all belong. Everything restored, everything renewed. There are pictures that uh, we have all through the Bible of how amazing it will be. Pictures that give us a sense, a feel, a, a vision of that future as we head through life. A much better home than any we have known or will know in this world. Now we want to do all we can as a church family, as individuals, to help those who've lost everything in the disaster, to find new homes here and now, to get the things they need here and now. But ultimately, we want to tell them about the Father's house, where they can know a home forever with him, because Jesus has gone ahead to prepare a place for all who will follow. That's the hope we have, a better home. And it's a guaranteed place. There's been, it's been well publicised that there hasn't been enough done yet to find places for those who've lost their homes. Uh, though, uh, and also those who were, had to be evacuated from their nearby homes. There's just not been enough done yet. And that has been, it's the first thing people need. Of course they do. They've been crying out. They've been trying to wait patiently. There's been a growing anger that we've uh, seen on the news. People want to know that they've got somewhere else to go, that we, we need home, we need to know we've got a guaranteed place. And Jesus talks about the future and him going to prepare the place, to him to guarantee the place. Uh, he talks about uh, the way there, verse 1, is to trust in God and trust also in him that he's going to do it. Now, these uh, words were spoken to his first disciples, obviously, as he's about to die. It clearly applies to them. It's a particular thing to their situation. But it applies to all who follow Jesus, doesn't it? You know, we read earlier on in, in, uh, in John's Gospel, he says, whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Whoever comes to me, never drive away. He will guarantee a place for everyone who comes to him, everyone who trusts in him. And that's because he is the saviour who is the way. How do we get to the Father's house? How do we get to the better home? Thomas asks um, a version of exactly that question in verse 5. Uh, that we don't know where you're going. How do we know the way? And what Jesus says in response is one of the most famous things he ever said. Verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the one who brings us back to God. It's such wonderful news. At funerals, I will um, often read um, words from uh, Psalm 103, uh, which uh, describes the uh, human experience as, uh, as follows. Um, that uh, our days are like grass. We flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it, and it's gone. It doesn't matter whether we live for one year or a hundred years. This home is temporary. When it's, God, when it's gone, how do we go home to be with God? It's not, it's not going to be about how many good things we did or didn't do this week. 
It's not about how many people we helped. It's not even about how religious we are. The way is Jesus. It's all about him. He's the way. It's, um, it's his Heavenly Father's house. The party is in his honour. And we get there by being his friends and followers, putting our faith in him. Um, this work, this week's has some wonderful stories, um, not least the bravery of the firemen who um, just uh, ran into the burning building and did everything they could to get people out, running into danger themselves under, under the sort of ceiling provided by police with riot shields. Um, our area bishop, um, Graham Tomlin, has spent uh, quite a bit of time. He's been, he's been here every day uh, in the last uh, few. And uh, one of the things he's been doing is he's been spending time with the firefighters, just trying to minister them, to them. As we were praying a minute ago, just trying to help them to come to terms with what they've seen, what they've uh, tried to do to help people and not always been able to do to help people. Uh, I'm told that the last person out of the building was um, at about 9am on Wednesday morning. Um, and uh, it was an old man, I think blind, who had been told by the sort of, you know, the, as everyone was told, you know, wait in your flat if there's a fire and you will be rescued. And tragically there were lots of people who waited and weren't. But he was. And so about nine o'clock in the morning, they bashed down. The, it's remarkable considering how fierce that fire was. They bashed down his door and found him waiting and got him out. Now, friends, I've preached on this before, just being really straight about it. We're all in a position where we need rescuing. We all are. You know, there's, there's so much to celebrate this week about the human spirit. But as we confessed earlier, all of our best endeavours are blended and mixed and sin affects everything in our lives. We're all spiritually cut off from God. We need rescuing. And God has sent his own son, Jesus, to do that. The saviour. He's the way. That's why he says, listen, I'm the way. Come. It's true for people from all kinds of backgrounds. Everyone who was on the streets this week. Those praying during Ramadan for God's revelation. Well, this is it. Jesus is the rescuer. He's the saviour. He's the way. The wonderfully kind people who have helped and sacrificed their time and money and effort, but who are agnostic about God. Jesus is the truth. He comes from God to bring us home to God. For those who've lost everything, who's lost the most precious things that they could possibly know in this life, people, family members, those who can't see a future for themselves or their families, Jesus is the life for now and forever. How well all through his going away that he talks about here. It's, a, it's this whole section of John's Gospel. He's referring to his death on the cross. In the months and years ahead, however long it takes to sort it out, we're going to have a symbol in our community. A burnt out 
tower. A symbol of pain, of agony, of loss, of devastation. A symbol too of sin, of failure, of greed, of corruption, potentially, which led to the disaster. As we see that symbol in the weeks and months to come, There is another symbol that is also at the heart of our community, worn around people's necks, part of the architecture of church buildings, part of the furniture of church buildings. The cross of Jesus is also a symbol of sin, of failure, of greed, of corruption and all other manner of things, ours. The cross of Jesus Christ is also a symbol of pain and agony and loss, his. As he came to pay for us, for all of us, if we'll come back to him, for the whole human race, for everyone who's been in the streets this week, He came for all of us. That's what we're going to remember around this table today. If we put our trust in him and not ourselves, he's the saviour, he's the way. Let me just ask for our honest reflection. Are you and your family on that way yet? All of us will die however we've lived. It's a sort of continuum. So let's live today and every day trusting in this Jesus, our Saviour, who's come for us. Following after this Jesus who is the way with all that we are. Friends, we are Christ's ambassadors. We prayed last Sunday, Lord, would you make our love increase and overflow for each other and everyone else. And that was happening, wasn't it? On the streets this week, it was happening And it was beautiful. Well, let's be part of it again for however long it takes in our actions and in our words in the weeks to come. As we speak to people of the better home, of a guaranteed place, and the way there through the Saviour who has come in love. Amen.